Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsors. The Angler Magazine of the Great Smoky Mountains and the Upstate covers fishing and outdoor-related activity from Knoxville, Tennessee to Abington, Virginia, all the way down to Columbia, South Carolina, and everything in between. They are a local magazine with national reach. The Angler Magazine of the Great Smoky Mountains and the Upstate is ready to take you on your adventure to the outdoors. Sunrift Adventures and Historic Travelers Rest South Carolina has been outfitting the foothills for over 37 years with the best boats, bikes, tents, and more. With great brands, Sunrift has you covered for every adventure. Stop into Sunrift Adventures' unique outdoor shop and say hello today. Go to sunrift.com for more information. That's sunrift.com. This podcast is produced and distributed by Biz Radio Asheville. To receive the free Biz Radio app, just text the word Asheville to 36260. That's Asheville to 36260. With the app, you can easily enjoy this program and other local programming podcasts on demand. The Angler Magazine of the Great Smoky Mountains and the Upstate covers fishing and outdoor-related activity from Knoxville, Tennessee to Abington, Virginia, all the way down to Columbia, South Carolina, and everything in between. They are a local magazine with national reach. The Angler Magazine of the Great Smoky Mountains and the Upstate is ready to take you on your adventure to the outdoors. Sunrift Adventures and Historic Travelers Rest South Carolina has been outfitting the foothills for over 37 years. With the best boats, bikes, tents, and more. With great brands, Sunrift has you covered for every adventure. Stop into Sunrift Adventures' unique outdoor shop and say hello today. Go to sunrift.com for more information. That's sunrift.com. Welcome to an episode of Matt Michelle Outdoors. I'm Matt Matan. I'm Michelle Sheep. And you're here. I'm here. Yay, our first episode of Matt Yay. Michelle Outdoors since your surgery. Has it been? Yes, is it? this is your first episode of Matt and Michelle Outdoors. Wow! Since having your um, your kidney transplant, congratulations! Wow. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Marie. You. <laughs> Thank you, Marie. Um, uh, it's a it's a Beautiful kidney, just beautiful, just wonderful. <laughs> Ask anybody. Ask anybody. Everybody <laughs> will tell you. It's the most beautiful kidney ever. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, it is. So uh, just give people an update. It's the first time, that, you know, the last time people heard from you was when you were about to have the surgery, and that's been a couple of right. months ago, and so now, you know, we're back home. We've been at Emory University Hospital for we were, quite some time. We were there for a while. I ended up, um, you know, I... After the surgery, I didn't stay in the hospital that long. It was only like a, a week or less than a week. The first even. time. Yeah. The first time. <laughs> but and so we went back to the transplant house, which is a, um, you know, kind of like a B&B on the Emory campus where everyone specifically gets, for transplant for, patients yes yeah. so that um you can limit because you're on this medication which suppresses your immune system so you can't you can't and you're on a lot of it when you first get out of surgery so you really got to be careful and so it's um you know it's it's a good thing to to have that there and um got there was getting used to it and then um, I had an issue, had to go back in the hospital yep. and then got out again and, you know, then had another couple, issue, couple had to go days back later, in. had to go back <laughs> in again and, 
Um, which was normal, by the way. I mean, which it, was normal, yeah. and the and the doctors were always like, "Well, your kidney's good, you know. Yeah. It's just these things happen." Yeah, like you had an you infection know, with the fr- wound area, with the yeah. wound area, and um, then you had a fluid situation. Um, building up it was a combination which, of not getting enough fluid and fluid building up which after six years of dialysis and, yes was also and, a normal thing. and the doctor also said that um it's it's pretty normal with people who are type 1 diabetics yeah um so to have this kind of you know like wanting to to pass out I, choosing to pass out all the time <laughs> um yeah you, you know, in so. leaning on some of my old medical days you were orthostatic you know, yes. and so you'd be fine laying down. You'd sit up, and if you stood up too quick, you were you were out. You know, you yeah. got real dizzy, lose yeah. sight, and everything else. Yeah. Which you're recovering from. You're getting better all the time, I'm getting stronger mm-hmm. and more active. We around the house, we got to reel you in a little bit because you're trying to do a little bit too yeah. fast sometimes. Yeah. Well, I'm. You know, it took a while for because it's a major surgery, and one of my biggest issues was the fact that. I am allergic to pain medication. Mm-hmm. So getting out of the, you know, or getting out of the surgery um, and uh, kind of like since I woke up, like I, um, you know, I, it itches like it. And a lot of people have this since I've, since I've been telling people this, they're like, yeah, I have that problem too. And I'm like, you do? Like, yeah. it seems weird to me that so many people would have this issue, but um but I think, you know, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I just wonder about that because it's like almost all pain medications. And so it's hard to recover from a major surgery when you, um, when you don't have pain meds, when you can't take pain meds yeah. and just go to la la land. And I, I think the term you're rest. looking for is it sucks. <laughs> well, it does. It sucks because you can't really get to sleep and, um, because of the pain. And, and so, um, so I'm finally, kind of through that part of it and um you know i'm not i'm not scratching because i still take tylenol so so i was like having to take allergy medicine just for that because i was taking so much of it every day um but some of the positives you know that yeah. have happened too well one you haven't had to have dialysis in in two three months now yes it's which, amazing yeah that and, and for not, everyone out there that is on dialysis or has family members or friends on dialysis, you know what yes. an impact it has on a person. And right. and to not have to be going through that, it takes a long time to build that strength and that routine back up, right. you know, of not having to do that stuff. But also, um, you know, one of the things you've talked about off air and you actually talked about it in, in a few of our episodes last year as you were going through different things and, you know, because the surgery was on and it was off again. And, then, you know, yeah. so there was a lot of things. And we had some open discussions here on the show about, you know, how you navigate that and keep your mm-hmm. positivity and everything. Well, if you had a positive attitude before, I got to tell you, those of us around you right now, it's like, can we bottle a little bit of that? You know, because <laughs> you get these like I joyous can't. bursts of, of, ma- of manic um, optimism. I, I, I feel like it's really crappy of me. Like I'm, I'm being very inappropriate at times with how, uh, messed up the world kind of seems in so many ways. Yeah. Um, so you feel guilty about a, a being little, so but happy I, and I haven't felt this good in, um, 
in so long. Yeah. Where, um, but a lot of people have also given you feedback. I've seen the posts and the emails, and everything of people saying that your story and with you and Marie and the kidney transplant, mm-hmm. everything, it was one of the bright spots of 2020. People really loved right. seeing such a good, heartfelt, warming story of of renewal and friendship and and all these things it meant so much to people so i don't think you have to feel guilty about it i think you're kind of you're vicariously there's a lot of people right now like no feed us that positive hopeful stuff we need it right now (laughs) that's you you're like come on you know me i'm a conduit i'm 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 channeling what we hear from the listeners yeah if you would stop me i used to say that quote i just said it's like I used to tell Matt, I was like, stop making me laugh. Please stop making me laugh because it would hurt exactly where your laugh muscles are. Um, is where, yeah, yeah, from the surgery. And, uh, and I would just be, it would just be like, oh my God. And so, and then finally one day I was like, he made me laugh and I was like, oh, I can laugh again without the pain. Yeah, you said, it doesn't hurt to laugh anymore. <laughs> and I said, that's a t-shirt for 2021. <laughs> I think it's like a, a song, like within yeah. like some 70s kind of That'd be good. Tune. But I, I got to ask you about something because, okay. um, you know, we talk on this show, we talk a lot about our fur babies around our property. Oh my gosh. I want you to talk about what happened when we were at the Mason <sighs> House on Emory University Hospital in Atlanta, Georgia. We're okay. we're in Atlanta, Georgia. In the middle Georgia. of a city. Yes. And we're, we're tell in De- what happened. Decatur, which is which is part of Atlanta. Um uh well, so I um that was the day I I went back into the hospital. Mm-hmm. And um because I just I couldn't get I couldn't get up. The second like readmission, was, you were really down about getting readmitted. The, you were really you were not feeling very good about no. going back into the hospital. You were you were kind of down in your spirits a little bit. Maybe you don't remember that. But having to go I, back in the second time, you were feeling like I can't believe this. This is, you know, you 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 had a you had a little bit of a dark day that day. Um I imagine I I kind of like block out in my dark But it's days. important to this story. Yeah. It's important okay. to this story. Um because the other thing is, I wasn't allowed to go with you, even though I'd been with you at the hospital all the time on the right. units. You had when you had to go into the ER and stuff. I wasn't allowed to go with you because of the COVID restrictions. No, was the ER the first time? No, no, the first time you went back in, you went by ambulance. Right. Yeah. Okay, but that then no. I'm mixing it up. You're mixing it. <laughs> I'm up. I'm mixing it up. Yeah. Okay. You, yeah. Because no, I'm mixing up. I that. think because I. I had an infection from the first time when I went back and I felt like it had to do with being in the ER, um, for, for an extended stay and, um, and then not. Isn't it funny? It's all a blur. Yeah, it is a blur and I don't mind keeping it that way, but, (laughs) um, but, uh, anyway, so we're at the Mason house, which is backed up against one of the many canals like creek canals that flow around Atlanta to manage all the storm runoff. And it's it's beautiful. Like, it's got the backdrop is beautiful in a way that Asheville is beautiful. In fact, sitting on the back porch, now I don't have good vision, but it would be like 
oh, this feels like Asheville. Yeah, because all the trees, it's a forest right behind it. You see the trees and a river, and then it looked like mountains behind it, even though I think those were buildings. But it was just, you know, because of the culvert, basically, where the creek was, you had the slope that Mason House is up on one side of it, and right across on the other side is the VA hospital for Atlanta, Georgia. Right. And so that's towering, too. But because of the slopes, it made it look... Yeah. Like you might be in Asheville right. or something like that. Yeah. It was all forested yeah. because it's the whole yeah. water runoff management area. But anyway, and, so. And the day before, um, I ended up having to go back in the hospital. Uh, we had been having a conversation about the um, the trash pin outside where, you know, like staying in this place, we all take oh, our, yeah. take our own trash, ba- <laughs> trash down and... Um, and we were talking about how easy it was because we have, you know, raccoons here at, at our house. And bears and, we, and foxes. Yeah, and, and, and um, all sorts of animals and um, at our place. And, and we were saying, oh, you know, it would be so easy for raccoons to get in that, that trash. Like they're, they're like really not you know, like securing it like we have to do in yeah. Asheville. It was like, oh, this yeah. is just a dumpster out yeah. behind a, a one-sided fence. Right. It doesn't even surround the dumpster. Right. They just hid it from yeah. view. It was yeah. like, that is so not a secure it dumpster. Was... <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't, nothing you secure couldn't make it. it eight hours in Asheville yeah. with that dumpster. You know? <laughs> it was just, that was it. It was like, honestly, it was like a picket fence they put in front of the dumpster yeah. on one side. And um, and so we had just been kind of laughing about that, and we were like, you know, one of our raccoons could get in there, like, like no problem. And and then it was like, well, we really, you know, this is like the city, so there's not going to be, even though there's like trees in the back, um, you know, there's not going to be like a lot of wildlife, right? You know, That's like what we, we thought. have. This is what we thought, and um, so that was the day before. And then I go into the hospital the next day. I go in and um, and then when I get home, when I got back to the Mason house, yeah. Is that, so you that's, you told me that day I got back. Yeah, it was the day you were getting discharged. Yeah, I got one of the staff members from the Mason house. It was uh, Z. I got her on the phone and I said, "You got to tell Michelle what you just told me." Yeah. And right outside the Mason house, below our window of our room. Um, cause it, like she said, it, it's like a, it's like a bed and breakfast kind of thing, but medically focused for transplant patients and their families, almost like a Ronald McDonald kind of house kind of thing. And, um, so the staff there are the same staff, been there 15, 20 years. They're all great. They're medically aware of stuff. I mean, they're really good and, mm-hmm. and they're there all the time, but she just started sharing this story. She opened the front door and right under our window out there was this big grand buck with a rack antlers and everything else. And if you if you're a regular listener to this show mm-hmm. and you know about Desmond, yeah. our adopted buck that, yeah. that hangs around that's on our, our property, that's our baby. He's yeah. he's so majestic. He's we had to so name him. So beautiful. And he doesn't look real. He'll stand so perfectly still and he Oh, he's so stoic. Like, yeah. Just he looks like just a fake. Very regal. Yeah. He's very, very regal. regal. Beautiful, beautiful. And yes, we've seen him again. Um we've seen him recently, so he's here again, second year in a row. But um but she was telling me all about this and she was like, I couldn't believe it. I've never seen one here before <laughs> and everything. And and the significance of Desmond who we've named Desmond showing up on our property and we're real big about, you know, in in indigenous cultures 
in North America, the symbolism of different animals and what mm-hmm. it means and when they show themselves in your life. And we've talked about that on the show. And the buck is very significant and was very significant a year ago mm-hmm. in our lives, and especially for you and the health mm-hmm. situations. And so here you were back in the hospital again. And and I and I, I couldn't believe it. I was, she was like, I've never seen one here yeah. before. This is yeah. crazy. And it was right under your window. And yeah. it was this big buck and it had the antler rack and everything. Yeah. She said, That's I couldn't believe Desmond. it. And I said, oh, it's Desmond. He followed, <laughs> he followed Michelle down here from Asheville, you know. And so we called Michelle on the phone and had her on speakerphone to tell. And then Michelle was just like, you were just, you were so lit up and everything. And then you were being discharged. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, it was Desmond. He came Yay. down from Asheville to get you discharged from the hospital. Like, Time but, to come home, lady. Yeah, but that was that was that was a nice little touch of nature yeah. while in Atlanta. And then yeah. when we got back home, we had another touch of nature in that um, our raccoon, our which second is generation, of, our second. Yeah. So, so there was so the original raccoon that. I since I had moved back into where we're living, which was like my family home, and and I I've lived here off and on since forever. Since, and, <laughs> huh? since you were young, yeah. yeah. And um, and when I got sick, and you know, and I got divorced, and and it was a lot, and so I came here, and then. Um, now here we are as adults making it a family home again. Yeah, and uh, but so. There was this raccoon, and um, and she had two babies, and one of them was Boulder, and then he and Boulder took yes. a liking to our feral cat Moon. Yes, and the two of them, while Boulder was baby, baby, just ended up staying here. Yes, the other, the mother and the other one disappeared. Yes, but Boulder stayed here and kind of like just. Grew up with our cat. Yeah, got adopted by Moon, our outside yeah. cat, mm-hmm. our feral cat. Yeah, and they would, they would, um, they would totally hang out together. Um, so sweet. Uh, and just, it thought it was Boulder. Thought that she was a cat. Yes. And, I mean, to the point of yeah. like getting pet, knocking at the door for us yes. to come out and hang out with yes. her and pet her. The and, entire family could pet her. Yeah. And um, and she just one of the most beautiful animals i've ever seen she had like very dark fur instead of the the typical gray she had almost black and um and she was called boulder not because she was big and round like a boulder because she was so bold yes you know she would come right up to the door knock on the door she'd hold your hand she zoe named her and and she said it was because she's bolder than her sister yeah (laughs) and um and and it's true you know because one of them was shy and then Boulder would would just come right up to us and super confident, um, yeah. super confident, super sweet. Uh, one time Matt was out, uh, we were outside on the porch and he was playing guitar and singing, and she came out and started trilling. Yeah, she was singing with and, me. And and that's that's what they you know that's what they do when they're it's like a cat purring you know kind of yeah. thing. And she was singing with us, and. Um, it was Needless really to say, lovely. we loved Boulder. Yeah, we loved Boulder so and then much. Boulder found love. 
Well, we had thought Boulder was a boy. <laughs> Until Boulder had babies. And then Boulder had babies, which with raccoons you never can tell um, unless you really look. And we're not about to look because it's still a wild yeah. animal. As, you know? Even with Boulder getting yeah. up on my lap and yeah. stuff, I wasn't going to check. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're... we're um, we don't take it too far. Yeah. <laughs> and and so um and so she uh had twins, um, which we named Frick and Frack. Mm-hmm. And um and uh they you know, which which was sweet and you know, eventually she she brought them and, and they introduced they us to the and babies, introduced yeah. us and um and we were like, Oh, one of them reminds us of Boulder and one of us one of them reminds us of, of the um, mom of, yeah. of the mom or the sister that had run off. You yeah. Know? Oh oh of their mom. Of their mom. Who we named Karen. Karen. Yeah. <laughs> and um and she was she was a total Karen. She was a Karen. She was always like coming, like every time Boulder would or come. Or he. We don't know. Or he. Yeah. I guess. He or she. <laughs> We're not sure. They. We're really bad with pronouns. Um, well, on the animals. At, yeah. On the animals. We, we we just were like, ah, he or she. We just know it's a family. Matter. It's a family. <laughs> and um, and that's all that matters. And so... Um, so Frick and Frack are growing so up. Frick and Frack are and growing up. And they learned up. from Boulder yes. the behaviors. Because yes. Boulder had been adopted by our feral cat and right. thought that... Boulder thought they were cats. And hung around us, knocked on the door, did all this different stuff. Well, Boulder's babies learned the same behaviors. Right. And so Frick ended up staying around and never left. Yes. And and became the new adopted raccoon, you know, um, yes. added to the family, hanging yes. out out back with Moon and everything else. Yes. So then we went away for the surgery. Well, meanwhile, we... Okay, so well, I guess I'll just say we went away for the surgery and we came back, and um, and like the first night we were there or the second night we were there, um, there we heard the familiar knock on the door. Yeah, and um, and we're like, oh, it's Frick, it's Frick, and we wanted to see her. We were so happy, and and we look out, and there's Frick, and then there's three little raccoon three babies. babies. <laughs> Um, which I knew she was pregnant. Yeah, I we knew co- when we left. Yeah, I I had called that like a long time ago. You could tell the ago. way she was sitting. The way and she everything. was sitting, and and she was so she had gained so much weight, and um and she there was just a you could just there was something about her you could tell, and um and it was like because Boulder had gotten kind of gotten like that yeah. when when she was having freaking frag. So anyway. So now we have three new babies, and um, and Frick was teaching them, um, you know, the last couple of nights how to knock on the door. Yeah, like we does. had. Yeah, we had one of the babies for the first time yeah. <clears throat> was leading the knock. Yeah, and uh, we have named one of them because it's funny. They all have. This is the beautiful thing about animals. They all have their own personalities. Yeah, it's such... true with the bears. Right. It's true mm-hmm. with the foxes because yeah. we had a fox that had babies. We had yeah. a bear that had babies. You know, yeah. we have all these grand fur yeah. babies around yeah. here. And with um, Frick's babies, there's one that looks just like Boulder. 
Yes. It's uncanny yeah. and acts just like Boulder. And she's very bold. She's very bold. And yeah. last night she held my hand. Yes. She came up to me and she uh, held my hand. She gave so me little cute. sniff kisses and everything. And she was the one knocking on the door very yeah. gingerly. It wasn't yeah. as loud as... It wasn't like Frick Mama. Does. It wasn't yeah. like Mama or Grandmama. Yeah. Yeah. They slam it. Oh, they slam like, it. Yeah. The screen door. Screen well, door. not like Karen used to be the worst. Oh, she was terrible. And she would she, tear the screen apart if we didn't come. She would tear the screen off because she was so That's like, why she, she ended up mad. being named Karen. Yeah. She was, yeah. She had We're like, leave issues. our screen alone. Come on, because at least Boulder would like have some class so, with it. important to say you should always leave wild animals wild and not try to domesticate them. I want to say that right out here. We're in a very weird situation of where we're now in the fourth generation of a raccoon family, but the third generation since Boulder, who as a baby basically was abandoned and raised by our cat. Right. And thought it was a cat. Then its babies thought they were cats. And now their babies, third generation, have that, that level of... And, and here's the thing that's really interesting, too. They do not come around at all, and they are total spooked and stay away from anyone else. But only with us in that one location are they comfortable, and that's on our back porch. Mm-hmm. It's like that's become a playpen. That's, you know, mm-hmm. for three, four generations of raccoons right. now, the family line have all seen us for years, mm-hmm. the same people. And so generationally, they just get comfortable and everything. And so, yeah, so um, Boldette is the name of the one we named her after her grandmother. Right. Um, but she's the one who is, you know, is now learning to knock on the door. She came up to me last night for the first time, and she put her little paws on my fingertips oh, a couple so of times. Cute. And, and yeah. you know, which is what Frick would do. Yeah. And also what Boulder did. Right. You know, and so while we haven't been out doing our adventuring and doing our Matt and Michelle Outdoors episodes and everything, we have... Had our little mm. touches with nature. Little touches. You know, and we have a new kitten in the house. Oh, yeah. We do have a new kitten in the house, too. Which, is, which is not ours. It's my mom's, yeah. which, which she lives here. And um, it's really small. And really little, hyper. And really... Well, I think <laughs> I think Andrew, our son Andrew, kind of made it hyper. Yeah, playing I constantly. Think, yeah. It's like, he, okay, you got to move over to cat toys instead of hands now because as this cat grows. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but so we've we've had our we've had our um, little things, and I've been able to get out a couple of times. I've I've been able to go out shooting with with our son Andrew, and and uh, he and I went on a little uh, swamp hop kind of you know outing and things like that. And you and Zoe have been able to get out and do some outdoor yeah um, dining together and stuff. So we still want to get outdoors. We still want to do those things, and we're so excited. Looking forward now into twenty twenty one. You know we have taken this time we've gotten some new equipment some new capabilities to stretch our um, expedition capabilities as um, mobility challenged (laughs) middle-agers you know we we have uh, we have upped our game of technology and and equipment and everything so we're excited for this year and the places we're going to be able to go and the things we're going to be able to do we're going to be able to reach out further into different remote waters and um, you know we've we've also uh, we've had Sylvan Sport come on board to partner with us for some different outings we're going to do and we'll be able to set up with the go and and everything else. So we're really excited to um, hit some different places in 2021 with you all. And if we can get past this COVID thing, hopefully 
knock on wood, through summer and into fall, we would love to be able to safely have everybody gather together you know, before yes. this year is out. Yeah, it would be great yeah. to, to, to have, have our a, little Matt and Michelle outdoors. Have a thing. Um, what, what do they call it? A gathering, <laughs> you yeah. know. Uh, we've already got a campground that's uh, it's already identified as a place for us to go ahead and reserve yeah. a whole half the campground around the lake for everybody to come out and all have activities and displays and campfire bonfire things. Mm-hmm. And we were going to do it in 2020, but, you know, yeah, the Rona kind of ruined that. Right. And uh, so, anyway, uh, we hope that you're all well. Thank you for all the continued encouragement, Thank support, you and so love. Much. And uh, we're good, and yeah. we're looking forward to um, an improved 2021. Yes. And I'm not going to say it couldn't get worse because I'm not going to I'm not going to dare <laughs> the universe on that. Please don't. But we ended 2020 on a very high positive note with Michelle receiving her transplant after this many years of waiting. Uh, she's recovering well, um, and. Yeah, so we're excited and looking forward to it. We hope to see you on the trails and waterways of Western North Carolina, the upstate of South Carolina, Southern Appalachian region. Take care. All right. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.